good evening friends a very warm namaskar to one and all present here i take this opportunity to welcome you all to the soulful schools a master class on alternative education in collaboration with helios educor the second edition of master class series will take you on a short journey of transformation we are so thrilled to introduce you the 30 alternative holistic and democratic learning spaces selected from all across india where innovative topics informative content and progressive ideas are being shared with you we remain hopeful that this and forthcoming sessions will inspire you to bring about that possible change to take your school community to a new direction of development once again good evening friends on behalf of future school leaders i welcome you all my name is asha mishra and the moderator for today to give you a brief introduction about myself i was born in the city of taj mahal got my schooling done from mumbai my college education from ajmer and for last 36 years i'm settled in jaipur with my 30 years of educational journey of a successful career i have recently superannuated from my school subodh public school jaipur friends my major subject has been english literature in which i have post graduated and also my second post graduation in english training the educational fraternity has been my passion and since 1995 i have been serving as a resource person for cbsc and british council friends by god's grace i have had an opportunity for international travels also i have visited twice uk and once to germany on my professional trips that was a short brief about myself let's come to our speaker for the day today friends introducing today's speaker miss supriya joshi the poster mom of india's nascent homeschooling movement she has been the pioneer and founder of swashikshan in 2011 a good orator and presenter has had many sessions not only as a speaker but as a panelist to many national conferences on alternative education she has been highly accepted and applauded speaker for ted talks on pursuit of happiness she has had many credits to her work by media on remedial education of hundreds of youths in various categories like slow learners with children uh with dyslexia children cancer patients and street children friends the concept of homeschooling has gained popularity only to the extent that a small minority of households has started abandoning the mainstream school system in order to provide individualized learning of primary secondary education at home miss supriya was the one who took a firm decision in 2016 to homeschool a girl child at the age of 12 and friends believe me 
the child and the follow-up child are very successful candidates and are of international repute now. I would only like to introduce Ms. Supriya Joshi by saying, Apne hoslo ke bal par hum apni pratibha dikha denge bhali koi manch na de sake humko hum manch apna bana lenge jo kehte khud ko sitara hain jagmagakar unke samne hi chamak kar denge unki fiki aur suraj khud ko bana lenge friends a dream becomes a goal when action is taken towards its achievement. I welcome you, Supreme Ma'am, on behalf of all of us present here, a very warm welcome to you. And over to you, Ma'am Supriya Joshi. Thank you so much, Asha Ma'am, for introducing me. And I begin my session by welcoming all of you to this session. All wonderful principals, educators, teachers, thought leaders. And I'm so happy to get this opportunity to speak with you because apart from the session that I'm going to deliver, it's my first chance to say thank you to all of you, the warriors of COVID, uh, because I think health is one concern and where nurses and doctors and police they are constantly facing challenges and still serving people and education is the next concern and you all have burden on your shoulder and you have taken this responsibility so well so thank you so much for doing that on behalf of all of us normal citizens and so i am not a teacher i'm not an educator i'm not a principal actually and when i saw uh, asha ma'am i talked to her for a few minutes before this session started i was feeling cool because she was cool but when i heard about her background that she has uh, taken degrees and in english and she's been closely working with british council and all I felt little afraid because English is my weakest subject. I could never uh, complete reading a single textbook in English. And I will start my story just with that incident. I remember it was an HSE exam and my uncle came to our house just to wish me good luck he was a physics professor and physics was the first paper in hsa exam and he just asked me a question in in a from the textbook and i could not answer that and he asked me another question and i could not answer that and when he asked me how much have i done i said it was only the first chapter the circular motion, I remember the name of the chapter as well. That is what I could read. My mother started crying. Next slide, please. And so, I am coming to the first topic of my theme. There is an ugly duckling in every class. My mom thought that my child is going to fail in this exam and she felt so helpless. But more than that, I felt so helpless being a child who could not give a smile to her face. I didn't know what to do and I didn't know why I am what I was. I still cannot read a single page written in English. That is because... Supriya yes. ma'am, ma sorry for intervening. Please be a bit louder. Yes. Please be a bit louder. Is it better now? Is it better? Yeah. Yes. 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 So, uh, 
I was saying I felt so helpless, but I didn't know why I was the way I was. And then when I was attending a session for learning disability as a teacher, as an educator, I could realize that the description that the presenter was giving about the traits of the children that exactly matched with what I was facing. I cannot see uh, something written on a piece of paper or in front of my screen, in front of my eyes. I cannot see it as a static thing. It moves for me. Even simple letter written as I here, the first letter of the word information is moving. It's, it's not static. How can I read the books then? How can I read a newspaper then? How can I develop my English language then? But in my childhood, nobody knew about this. So I had to somehow face the, the demands of the education system. And I grew up with a constant thinking of why I struggled the way I struggled. And I decided to work in the field of education. Even, I, even if I earned a degree in IT. So needless to say why I earned a degree in IT. It was just because my family thought all are well qualified in our family. So Supriya has to earn a good degree. And immediately after earning that degree, I started working with underprivileged children. Because somewhere I knew that I am different from others. There are children who are facing acute needs in terms of their, their being or the way they learn. I wanted to work with those children. I started by working with children in conflict with the law. Slowly, I started uh, teaching to orphan children, young children with cancer disease. And every time I would understand that these children had different needs. It is, it is one education, one education system that we are offering to them. We are able to offer to them, but it doesn't work that way. And then I started taking interest in developing individualistic education. So here is my learning in my journey and my ups and downs, my successes and failures. I present to you. Together, we will see what best we can do to help children like me. Next. So I, in the first slide, I said it was very late that my family came to know about my dyslexia, that the word was also not known, but my inability to read books. And when parents come to me now to discuss about the difficulties, the concerns for their children, I tell them, first of all, let me tell you, you and your child are very fortunate. Why? Because at this age, their parent is aware. They are aware that their children have different needs. And so they started finding information, knowledge. And then they think what is possible and what is not possible. We will start with what is not possible as far as the school system is concerned. Because finally, not all the children get an opportunity to leave the schools and start homeschooling. So let us see what we as educators, as teachers can do for children in our school. But before that, as the, talk, as the heading suggests, let us see what are the boundaries, what we can't do. Even as the best teacher, 
there is something we have some limitations and i'm just going to share one story on that topic when i was planning education for young cancer patients i would go and sit with those children understand their needs and then plan the program i was talking to a girl who was admitted for palliative care in bandra i was talking to her about her needs and she was very happily talking to me about what she likes what she wants to learn even in the last few days of her life the first thing is that she still wanted to learn and i was amazed to see that even the child who has just a few days left of her life wanted to learn but then at one point i was writing in my book and at one point she just snatched that book from my hand and she cried and begged for help she cried that she wanted to live she said that the only song she keeps on thinking is uh, that song from three idiots give me some sunshine something like that and she said i really want to live because i want to learn and it was heartbreaking because as a teacher as a very close friend to her i could not do anything but the same story got repeated the same incidents got repeated with my own daughter in different context and i will share with you what and how after learning from this work with cancer patient that life is more important than learning moments in life happiness in life content in life meaning in life is definitely more important that earning degrees getting marks getting trophies making a career and when i learned that i asked our own daughters whether they wanted to leave their schools they were in 6th and 7th standard we have two daughters and they were confused why would a mother ask if they wanted to leave their school but i was serious and after a few days they they understood that their mom was serious about it and then they decided to leave their schools just to take this break and understand if they really wanted to pursue schools or they wanted to pursue something else which is not in school or if they really don't want to pursue anything at that time and they just wanted to focus on their health their hobbies everything was okay for me because i had then learned that life is more important than education i would say formal education why because even without schools even without a teacher appointed teacher all children still learn continuously aren't they learning so i would say it was a break that was taken very thoughtfully without expectation of any outcome malvika and radha both the daughters they were so confused in the initial days in terms of what to do in 24 hours but slowly we figured out what they liked in 2016 at as asha ma'am mentioned malvika got admitted in mit masters in computer uh, this uh, massachusetts institute of technology uh, one of the top colleges for computer science but an interesting thing is that she didn't give class 10 or class 12 exam she did not have any uh, 
transcripts to show to them high school transcripts because both the girls left their school after class 7 she did not have any recommendations from her teachers because she did not have any school teachers right but still she got chosen in a very few who get admission with scholarship in this college after 2 years radha also got admitted to one of the state universities with scholarship and then we understood that learning on your own is also important for the universities who are looking at holistic education not just school education but this journey was not very easy for me as a mother and as a teacher i had to play, play two roles our school had only two girls but still i i had to do everything plan their curriculum and uh, fetch in the resources and do the assessments and take remedial actions everything that a principal does and i remember once when malvika wanted to learn computer science at very advanced level she was trying to solve something or learn a theory or something i don't remember exactly and i tried my best i am a computer engineer but my knowledge was very very outdated and and the level at which malvika was learning was very advanced i would say and i tried asking my friends or teachers in computer science but they also could not solve her query and after one or two or three days when we were together we were really trying to solve that query the girl snatched the book from my hand she cried and begged for help i failed to inspire a hope it was so heartbreaking these are the boundaries that every teacher will face we are not magicians we have limited knowledge limited time limited resources and so we cannot really take care of the individual needs then what to do how to help these children children can have different needs because they are they are really academically ahead of the entire class or maybe they are behind the entire class and everyone in between can also have different needs maybe a child is uh, uh, suffering with a stomach ache on a particular day so it has a different need maybe a child is feeling sleepy just like we all would feel when we were children didn't we but now when we see if a child is sleeping in our class our behavior is different the thoughts that come in our mind is different because we are playing different roles now so now we will see what are the possibilities if we understand that there are children who have different needs next slide please and definitely the first and the most helpful thing is that you understand about these needs if a child is dyslexic you understand that the child is dyslexic then you study about dyslexia and then you take some action but is that always possible we have just now discuss the boundaries that we face and with that it is not always possible to help the child with the with any action with any support but there is one thing that each and every teacher can do and that is the topic the the core of this topic today the possibility of help to an ugly duckling in our class 
there was a girl whose mom was admitted in hospital and day and night that girl would serve her mother would take care of her mother and one day i asked that girl why don't you appoint a nurse aren't you tired the girl told me ma'am i remember when i was a child i broke very expensive and special memento that we had in our house my mom woke up and she came to the kitchen and i want everyone who is attending this session to think what will be your reaction i share this story in each and every session i don't plan for this story but somehow i i have shared this story in each and every session that i have conducted because it is so profound story the best answer that i have ever got is that mom or dad or whoever an elder will say to the child theek hai jo bhi hai ho gaya abhi tu baith main saaf karta hu ya saaf karti hu right या फिर लग जाएगा जो भी है हो गया होप यू आर नॉट हर्ट दियर मीनू सेज यस दो मोस्ट वंडरफुल वर्ड्स दैट आई हैव एवर हर्ड बट क्या बट द गर्ल सेड डे एंड नाइट आई वॉन्ट टू टेक दिस अपॉर्चुनिटी टू बी विथ माई मॉम बिकॉज ऑन दैट डे when i broke that expensive and special memento and my mom woke up and she saw that she just picked me up she hugged me and said you must be feeling very nervous because it broke in your hands that is the empathy everything else is what we think they must do they must be feeling but what they feel maybe that is totally different than our thoughts and what we can imagine and what we believe we are here to think of that possibility when we have an ugly duckling in our class because not every duckling grows up and becomes a swan and we can't do anything about it but at least we can teach them we can be with them so that they can accept the situation take the responsibility of their life the way i did next slide please and so if i have to share my views of the outcome of helping such children with the possibilities and with the boundaries i would say you should not be attached to any outcome i remember a child from this organization only i am sitting in uh, in shelter don bosco uh, an organization that works for street children one child from this organization he was employed by one of the top firms top brands for animation studios and he was recognized as the best employee he was learning there he was recognized as the best employee and one day he called me and he told me didi i want to leave that job why because i feel very stressful or all others are very qualified they look different they speak differently and i feel very odd very very embarrassed with them and i tried to try to explain him that that doesn't matter but finally i said yes you can leave this job why because the mental health i thought was more important than the career that is one thought that i have lived with in my life 
there is nothing important than the mental health and the way my younger daughter has said on a day when i was selecting some students for a performance i was just taking their audition and then i was selecting those who were really dancing well and singing well i was selecting them we all do that right when when our school gatherings come closer but my daughter said mama if you are a good trainer if you are a good teacher would you really select these children who already do good or would you prefer to choose the children who are really not good dancers or good singers and then try to teach them and that that touched me so much again here about shattered on bosco i am saying when we had a radio program i uh, uh, you were there in the radio program tu radio program madhe hotas ka tu radio program madhe hota nauta so uh, some children who cannot even speak who 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 really could not speak i can't give you examples we took them for a radio program and that was so fulfilling for me not because that program was good but because those children got confidence that they can also participate in a program like this so next slide please so this is something that i want to leave my uh, uh session with the thought that i want to leave with you that exams and assessments and scores and ranks medals trophies are all good those children who are little different may not get them that does not mean that that they will fail in rest of their life but a thought that they are not worth of success they cannot be successful if that thought is rooted in childhood maybe that is very harmful when they try for success maybe they will just give up trying for success and so when i was asked by uh there was a journalist who asked me what are, what are the three things that you want to change in the education system as a homeschooler i told them one exam two exam three exam can we as educators change the way and to the extent that our children our our school children are learning and performing in exam no birds will fly elephants will walk fishes will swim horses will gallop monkeys will jump we cannot change this but there is one thing that we can definitely do and that is we can become friends of our children friends is maybe it is not the right word friend philosopher guide is a better word they will feel that this person is at least understanding me and maybe we can create a hope in that child that if not in exam if that child is not able to do anything in the exam still that child can do something in its life and so i have written one letter to you dear teachers and you can really see that letter let uh, in i have just pasted that letter in the in the uh, this thing also and i i will send to you if you want that is my message to you that there aren't really ugly ducklings in a class there are different types of children and what we can do is to help them with sensitivity and with empathy so that 
they don't lose hope they don't give up on their efforts and that is something that we can definitely do and there is nothing more that we can do for them thank you so much thank you so much ma'am uh, we would be having the session the slide for the question answers yes so uh, the first question goes ma'am a tough a tough preposition but how do we equip parents to envisage a school within home how do we go about this ma'am okay so a teacher when a, a mother becomes a teacher it is not a good thing children don't like that first of all so if anyone who yes. wants to homeschool their children first thing they should keep in mind that they cannot become teachers of their children they cannot replicate school at home that is what john holt uh, one of the greatest thought leaders in alternative education has said but a parent can be a role model to their children just like the teachers are in their school and it is even a bigger responsibility why because in school children don't just learn from their teachers they learn from each others and it is not necessarily that what they see is something that they follow blindly but at home they think their mom or their dads are role models till till the age of 13 or 14 maybe then they understand that this mom and dad though they preached us all through the life they they know very little they themselves know very little so i would say if a parent want to start homeschooling first of it is very very important uh, i tell this to each and every parent that come to me that become a better person and even for teachers i would say if you want to become a better teacher you have to become a better person uh, you can't become a good educator if you are not so for every parent i think personal development is very important even before they start homeschooling because their weaknesses are 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 very are are very uh, they are very uh, they are influencing their children's education when they start home education so i would i would suggest they would focus on personal development definitely ma'am when we talk about uh, children in school we all understand that teachers can manage 40 children together yeah but for parents to manage one single child to bring that child under their control or under their periphery uh, you know of finding it so difficult you know that is what uh, we the mainstream teachers we face uh, uh, difficulties when parents come and tell us you know that they are unable to manage them so yes. definitely parents need to understand it and become a better person to protect your puppies yes ma'am the second question goes is homeschooling an efficient path to bring empowerment and transformation in education no i think homeschooling is a tool it's more important mm -hmm. how you use this tool just like uh, i would say money or intelligence for that matter they are the tools if you use intelligence in a in a good way you you benefit but there is there are cases when you don't use this intelligence for good things then you don't benefit so in the same way if you do this if you use homeschooling tool in an effective way it definitely helps in empowerment and transformation at a bigger level but it is not always the case because you all are qualified as teachers you have spent years to become teachers to educators parents who homeschool they don't need any qualification anybody can start homeschooling any day 
and that will not lead to any kind of empowerment and transformation so homeschooling per se is not uh, the sure shot path for empowerment or transformation but homeschooling has lot of potential to empower and transform the children i would say but i am sure ma'am you would agree that in today's scenario where both the parents are working uh how do the parents manage to it you know because uh, ultimately it happens either the parent has to have the willingness to sacrifice their career or their ambitions it is only then that they could really think of becoming uh, a good teacher at home or to homeschool their children isn't uh, it i would say sometimes dreams are more important than our ambitions or career like in yes. my case i i i really never i i am not an ambitious person but i have big dreams and one of those dreams was staying 10 24/7 with our daughters learning with them exploring life with them that was one of the dreams that became true and uh, when both the parents are ambition ambitious which is okay which is mm-hmm. fine Yes. I don't think they should even think of homeschooling because yeah. it's like it's like a school without teacher without facilitator a class exactly. without facilitator so I don't think that is advisable Exactly ma'am exactly yeah. ma'am the third question goes how does one inculcate the social skills in learners in homeschooling Oh that a very good question this is one of the biggest disadvantage of homeschooling even if homeschooling parents are saying that uh, no our children are interacting with with the world sometimes that is a fa- their favorite sentence instead of interacting with 40 children in a class uh, they are interacting with the world uh, but let me tell you this this sentence are self pleasing sentences because they are doing homeschooling they don't want to feel negative if you see the facts homeschooling uh, is uh, the 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 one of the threats of homeschooling is that they have lesser opportunities for uh, developing social skills but even in school the children who are quiet who are introvert who have social anxiety school is not a place where that is taken care of again such children have different needs and neither the school nor a home school will take care of these needs per se but at least in home schooling we are aware of children's needs our children's needs and then we can take some some action like i started indian association of home schoolers and a mumbai chapter just because i didn't want my children to feel lonely so that is something i did uh, you know and that worked so fantastically that that has become a movement now homeschooling has become a movement so a small action that that you you take to address this uh, this lack of opportunities cannot can just benefit your children also and can benefit others also so you have to thoughtfully address that in homeschooling yes Mom I would like to say here that the mainstream schools are stressing a lot on experiential learning these days. Yes. And I feel that children who are doing homeschooling uh it is already helping them to learn experientially in an experiential manner at a comfortable pace and in a free environment. Yes. So I think the social skills definitely do uh somewhere or the other they do come in. Yes. Next question ma'am. Yes ma'am. Uh with admission forms asking for previous records or certificates it's a technical issue ma'am how did you manage to move on without them from Malvika and Radha I I have very interesting answer to this Malvika when she went to uh, MIT she didn't know uh, anything in chemistry or biology two subjects definitely nothing i mean she didn't know what is proton what is neutron and what is electron 
uh, and uh, at, at MIT, uh, the, you have you have this. This subjects are mandatory. You have to uh, give exams in this subjects, and uh, again, it is at advanced level. So everyone was worrying, how would they, how would they uh, face you know this college education. And after six months, mm -hmm. I got a call from Malvika. Malvika said, "Mama, ऐसे so we are Marathi people, so I will just say it in Hindi." Yeah. She said, "Mama, ऐसे कैसे हो गया यार?" So I said, "What happened, Malvika?" <laughs> But Mama, you said this uh -huh. is something that I cannot imagine. ऐसे ऐसे हो ही नहीं सकता है यार. So I said, "What happened?" Mm -hmm. But I could sense that there is nothing to worry. She was little excited only. She said, "Mama, मुझे chemistry में A plus मिल गया. But ये कैसे हो सकता है यार? So, I think, uh, I think Malvika or Radha didn't go to, were not admitted uh, to colleges to become successful. They were admitted to college because they were successful. They were successful learners." and that is what malvika uh, uh, malvika proved by getting a plus in chemistry in first semester in uh, in first year so uh, they uh, they got admitted on the basis of what they did their portfolio their portfolio included the story books that they read uh, the projects that they completed the the something that they did just for themselves just just time pass past time just as a past time uh everything that they did in 4 5 whatever years but happiness or self exploration was the greatest purpose that colleges could see in that portfolio is my opinion and on and that they were self learners yeah there were no no appointed <laughs> teachers yes 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 so that is that was very challenging and and i think colleges thought that and i thought yes, colleges sir. thought that uh, uh, somebody is a child who can learn on their own so much uh, can learn easily with the help of teachers in the college whatever subjects uh, they are so i think on that basis they got admitted they were self learners and at the same time they had charted their own path of learning ma'am that is what i would say to this yes absolutely ma'am the next question what are the advantages of home schooling as compared to mainstream schooling uh the way we discussed the flow of this our focus of this session was about individual needs of the child in school it is not really possible to take care of those individual needs but in home schooling it is definitely possible to see what is the pace of your child what is the passion of your child what is what is the subject that he or she doesn't like what is the way that he or she wants to learn a particular subject when do they want to learn so i'm talking about the individual need individual pace of learning individual style of learning and that is something that we can provide in home schooling and that is the greatest benefit because the entire childhood we just really trade our children trade for getting education in school and they are uh, poor children they don't even understand that that is not the best way uh, they can you know their they, they they can their individual needs are met it is it is not a flaw but it is a limitation of the system i understand but uh, every child gets into a school with a hope of becoming a good person big person but that doesn't happen i mean uh, school is not a best place to encourage their dreams and their hopes so i think homeschooling can do that is the biggest advantage apart from that uh the favorite my favorite is that uh, many a times family sees each other only on a dinner table but homeschooling is the only way of living together how many years just just 5 years we were together but those those years are like golden years of my life because now malvika is in her own world radha is in her own world but uh, 24/7 we learned we grew together so 
family togetherness is one of the advantages of homeschooling thank you ma'am yes. now i would uh, like to invite uh, our selected presenter uh, dr ravi tripathi and uh, ma'am it would be a 10 minutes uh, uh, discussion uh, between the two of you ma'am yes and the question selected for the presenter is what can we do to help children who are yes. not able to cope up with studies yes over to you dr ravi tripathi my evening greeting to one and all present here supriya ma'am i'm absolutely amazed to see your uh, practical and pragmatic approach towards life and handling children thank you wonderful wonderful thank you asha ma'am for giving me this uh, chance to express my uh, perception regarding the question of handling the child who is not able to cope up with studies well to start with i would like to quote uh, one of the very beautiful quotation by one of the spiritual mentor dada bhagwan ji every young adult has the potential power to help the entire world it just needs the right guidance and support indeed we cannot say that you cannot do anything if he is not scoring good marks because marks is not the criteria to identify and tag a person that you are successful or you are not a successful person yeah. or a child Now the first thing which I want to uh, emphasize on is to accept and respect the individuality of a child. Very, very important. We forget when we are in the class. We forget that the individual who is sitting at the corner seat, or the middle seat, or the first seat, no matter which seat he is occupying, the thing that matters is his perception. towards you towards your thought towards your teaching towards your ideology towards your tackling style so each and every tit bit of handling of a teacher matters to that individual so we must respect the individual difference also yes now the second step which i wanted to emphasize on is know the child or the know the student now what to know know his boundaries there are certain situations in our life also that unless and until we face we were not aware that we'll be facing this challenge so efficiently the entire teaching fraternity wasn't aware of covid nobody has given them the prior information or the notice or no cboc or icse has trained them how to handle in the covid situation but salute to the warriors the entire teaching fraternity how smoothly how swiftly they have shifted from offline teaching to the online teaching mode nobody was trained it was the experience it was that psychological approach that we were able to manage the show so efficiently so we need to understand the boundary of the child what is new what is usual what is unusual what is surprising in that particular child know the strength of the child nobody is perfect not even i not even anyone so we need to understand what is the strength of the child what is the area of the improvement rather than saying what is the weakness why there is no weakness as such i am a hale hearty person i am not weak yes we call a person a child weak only if he is suffering from any disease his skin he cannot walk he cannot sit properly then only he is weak physically but mentally he may be strong so area of improvement is one thing that is very very carefully handled now one very important thing is that is swot analysis each and every teacher should get this process done in his class do not teach one period 45 minutes solely devoted to sort analysis that is strength weakness opportunity and threat and this is how we can prepare the entire kundali of a child and if i have to intervene 
could I intervene and ask Supriya ma'am, what is her opinion on SWOT analysis? Could we have a word from uh, Supriya ma'am? Yes. yes. Uh, so this is uh, yes. this is a very good tool. Uh, it is already used in corporates, and because it is working, that is why it is used all over the world. And we can definitely use that in school, provided we have time. We know this tool, and so again, we are thinking of the boundaries and possibilities. So something that a, a teacher can do uh, if if she or he has time and resources to do and even willingness to do sometimes you know against their willingness even if that 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 thing is very helpful uh, uh, teachers are not uh, teachers won't do that anyways so i would say uh, if if uh, uh, one thing again we can definitely do to that we we know and many good points uh, uh, dr ravi has covered and uh, one of the best points is that there is no ugly duckling in school uh, sure. i want to negate my own topic and i have negated that in the letter that i have pasted in in the chat box it's in our mind it's in our brain and we should see to it that we don't transfer that thought to the child also and uh, so that is one thing we can definitely do to create hope to the, with that for that child and that child knows that even if i'm not getting good exams in mark that is just one area of life and childhood is just one phase of my life so there are millions of opportunities to be successful in life and that if that we can give that hope to the child i think we are doing the thing that 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 girl's mother has done with empathy to tell her that oh you must be feeling nervous so yeah that is something that we can do with the children so dr ravi that means we uh, what you mean to say is there shouldn't be any kind of a tagline with our perception as teachers that we start tagging children you know he's a weak child he's a slow learner he's this and he's that such kind of tagline should not be there over to you ravi ma'am yeah thank you so much ma'am uh, so one more thing i wanted to emphasize on that uh, we need to understand that what is the area of interest of a child if a child wants to be a cricketer doesn't want to in, give us 100% to the studies never mind why to pressurize him now the scenario has entirely changed we do not have a traditional kind of a mindset that no my child need to be a doctor or an engineer okay so he can be a cricketer he can be a dancer he can be a singer he can be a stand up comedian as well what's wrong in it nothing he can be a writer like i can give one example my daughter she is a civil engineer though but that uh, uh, you know kind of interest inclination towards literature was there always and she started writing composing poem i said never mind have a collection get it published and to my surprise one day she called me and she said my ma my ma my um, the compilation of my 57 poetry is in the market this is the my another younger um, daughter bani she is a singer since four year when she was four year old she started singing and all i understood that yeah she had an inclination i did not refrain her from studies she was studying she was a meritorious student as well but i kept her passion alive and today she is a very good youtuber and people like her voice oh great so this is what is required actually so at least we can convince the students at least score 50% marks honorable 50% marks and invest your rest of the energy in becoming whatever you want to be so this is how we can respect the uh, approach the mindset the interest of a child and simultaneously we can guide we can use take use of remedial class as madam supriya was uh, trying to emphasize on so these remedial class will be a very great help to enhance the learning capabilities those who are lacking a bit or so yeah thank you so much thank you thank you ravi thank you so much ma'am thank you so much yeah. uh, i think we are close to our session it's uh, getting time for it uh, i would like to conclude by thanking all the participants over here and uh, only with the statement that a dream becomes a goal 
when action is taken towards its achievements. Friends, there is an important announcement uh, before I really uh, close the session. Uh, September 8th, 9th, that is tomorrow and day after, the sessions are going to be in the morning from 11.30 to 12.30. There are going to be no sessions in, in the evening, friends. The sessions have been shifted to morning for the next two days, that is tomorrow and day after. Thank you, Supriya ma'am, and thank you, Ravi ma'am, and thank you, all the participants. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Asha ma'am and Ravi and all the participants and even Deepankar and team. Thank you. Thank you.